You're listening to the Private Practice Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, John Clark. I'm a licensed counselor and a private practice consultant, helping you get more clients, make more money, and master private practice. And in this episode, I'm sharing with you uh, about my experience and my key takeaways from just spending a weekend in London um, at Chris Ducker's Upreneur Summit. It was a uh, it was a big event for uh, online entrepreneurs, but loads of stuff um, to uh, to kind of take away, and uh, that is highly applicable to you, the private practitioner, or you, the private practitioner who is also expanding into um, this world of online entrepreneurship. We've been on a bit of a kick of online entrepreneurship lately on this podcast, and for good reason. I'm going to talk about that here uh, in just a second. So I'll be sharing the key takeaways and also some kind of uh, uh, excerpts that I've jotted down from some of the key speakers at the event, like uh, mindset coach Todd Herman. Uh, There's a podcast expert, um, and there's a, a, a pretty well-known author named Hal Elrod. So I'm going to be sh- sharing all that and more. I'm also going to share with you right now, um, we have a live webinar coming up November 22nd, and I'm going to be teaching you how to create and launch your own online course so that you can generate hundreds or even thousands of dollars of extra income per month. It's a completely free webinar Um, uh, all you need to do is register to grab your spots. Spots are limited. Head to privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash launch. And again, that's going to be a live webinar. It's going to be me teaching you, answering your questions, etc. It's a good chance to interact with me and to learn something um, that you can implement to make more money in your business and to take your passions and turn them into profits and in, in, in the, the way of online courses. So don't miss that. November 22nd coming up, privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash launch to grab your seat before it's too late. All right, without further ado, here comes the intro music. And as I always say, let's dive in. Wow, first of all, my my head is completely full, maybe even exploding, I could say, um, which is kind of an intense image. My head is full um, of, of ideas and inspiration and motivation after spending a weekend with hundreds and hundreds of online, uh, mostly online entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs of all kinds in London uh, with Chris Ducker um, and, and company. Um, for the Upreneur Summit. Man, if I have one recommendation for you, it is, well, okay, I have more than one recommendation for you. You know me. But one thing I want to talk about and urge you to think about, let's just make it for 2020 since we're getting pretty close, is to attend at least one event, one business event, summit, workshop, etc., that is live and in person outside of our industry at least once per year. Would you make that a goal with me? Would you make that an intention? Because I think it could change your life. Here's the thing. There's a lot of us uh, voices in private practice now, private practice and mental health industry, and in the overlap of mental health and business. That's a good thing. But what tends to happen is that we end up creating a bit of a vacuum and that a lot of the same ideas are shared and recycled and recycled and recycled. 
that's just the nature of things, right? When, yeah, when, when you work in an industry, in a niche like private practice. But my goodness, there's so much more out there. There's so much to learn from other kinds of business owners. It is unbelievable. And I really want that for you. So even if you're not thinking about like going beyond your private practice into fancy things like online courses and passive income and membership sites, which I think you should, but even if you're not going to, you can learn so much from other kinds of business owners. There's so much happening in other industries and so much uh, just pure gold uh, to be found when you interact with other kinds of business owners. So that was, um, that was exactly my experience this past weekend. It was incredible. Some key takeaways before I get into some key takeaways from the actual speakers are number one, that community is everything. And given that I do this full time now, I you know I run private practice workshop full time now, and mostly remote. Um, community is everything, and it's easy to lose community over time, especially when you're working a lot online, or if you know building online stuff is a bigger part of your business. Then then it's definitely um, it's definitely a factor, and it's definitely I guess a risk or even a threat that you lose out on some some community that might be built into other. Uh, workplaces, right? And other jobs. Community is everything. And the community at the Upreneur uh, Summit was was incredible. Um, I, already, I already told you, you, sh- you should attend at least one business event outside of our industry each year. So I hope you'll make that a goal and do it with me in 2020. Um, another big takeaway is there's nothing special about the people on stage. Now, let me explain a bit more. Uh, yes, there are ways in that they're special in that they're on stage and I'm not right. Or in this, at this summit, they're on stage and I'm not, they more, they make, you know, more money than me. Um, and they, they're, they're telling me all about it, right? They've done bigger things. They've written books, etc. But well, what I mean is that the, these people are human. Whoever you look up to is, inc- is just completely human. And we have a tendency to I think distance ourselves or even just psychologically think, wow, that person is superhuman. They're so far along. I'll never be like them. And we kind of excuse their success. I've talked about this before in the show. We kind of excuse their success. There's really not a lot different from between you and them. Yes, some people have a head start in life. Yes, there are, I think, social elements or social, even social justice kind of factors in terms of your starting point or even, uh, you know, uh, parts of your your identity that make it easier, like me being a white male, right, um, that make it easier. Yes, but the I think the main difference between the people on the stage and me, I'll just, I'll talk about my experience, is those people have consistently implemented and taking consistent action um, in a pretty fearless way. And they've done it over and over again and they've taken big risks and they've broken through, uh, I think some mindset barriers. Those are the main differences. But besides that, you know, the people on stage, as incredible as they were, I was like, you know, I kind of had this thought at some point when it was like, I was kind of like, you know, the, these people are human. They're not necessarily any smarter than me or have a, better IQ than me or, you know, know more about like some trick, you know, about business than me. Um, in fact, if I want to be that, if I want to be on stage, then uh, I can make that happen. In fact, I told Chris Ducker at the end of the event yesterday, I just, um, somewhat 
jokingly, um, but not really joking. I said, I'm going to be on your stage pretty soon. And I kind of pointed to the stage and he was like, Oh, I like that. I like that attitude. So I, you know, I do, I do mean that because I think that, I think something like that will happen pretty soon, but, um, but, or, or not, or I could be delusional, who knows? But, uh, I, I think it could happen because in fact, you know, a year ago I decided, um, uh, or more than a year ago, I decided I want to speak now. I'm going to do speaking engagements. And I spoke three times in the next 12 months, which is pretty cool. Like out of state, uh, uh, you know, speaking engagements and paid speaking engagements that happened. So I think that's part of it too, is just, um, when you kind of put it out there into the universe, you put it, uh, you tell someone you, we have a way of unconsciously starting to, um, work toward it and align our behaviors and, uh, even on an unconscious level toward it. So I think that's really powerful, but man, it was wonderful to be around all these entrepreneurs. I will say it was probably 80 to 90% European entrepreneurs, which was also refreshing for me, you know, being an American living in Paris. If you haven't heard that story, go back a few episodes and learn about why I'm living in Paris. Hint, it's for my wife's job um, uh, and, and what it's been like for me to live in Paris. But as an American entrepreneur in Paris, helping therapists in private practice, um, I'm in a unique situation and also a pretty cool situation to to be different. And, to, uh, um, and a lot of people really took interest in the things I'm doing and in the fact that I'm, you know, a psychotherapist and and whatnot. So that was pretty cool. All right. So, uh, there you have it. So let's get into that. My actual takeaways from the speakers. <clears throat> okay. So I, I knew very little about these speakers. And in fact, I didn't come to the event for speakers. I came to make connections and make friends and network. And, uh, that's exactly what I did. I used to kind of hate the idea of networking, but, um, I think I've reframed that a little bit and just growing my connections and um, potentially people I can partner with and serve and have on my podcast and be on their podcast. Anyway, I need to get over myself in that regard. So the networking part was actually really wonderful. I've created some friendships that I think will probably last. Now, the first speaker is a guy named Todd Herman, H-E-R-M-A-N. He's basically a mindset coach, but he wrote a book called The Alter Ego Effect. I'd never heard about any of this, but this is his premise and this is something you could take away. Um, his premise is basically he, he coaches high performance and he will coach people like, uh, in high pressure kind of situations like athletes or leaders or politicians, you know, uh, people have to overcome something really big and need to kind of perform big. He will be called in, especially uh, sometimes in a pinch, he said, um, to, to basically help people break through any mindset stuff and get them ready for peak performance. So pretty interesting guy. Um, he said that basically in order to achieve, you need to develop an alter ego. That's why he called it the alter ego effect. One example of this is some of the best athletes in the world and in the history of sports, um, have had an alter ego and they, they have even talked about it. One example, the, the great Kobe Bryant, basketball player, you know, has an alter ego, the black mamba. And he becomes the black mamba when he hits the court, right? This second he puts on his, his basketball shoes and hits the court and, you know, the whistle blows and the game starts. He becomes the black mamba and he's a savage on the court. You know, he's an absolute savage. He's ruthless. He's aggressive. He's, he's pushy. You know, he's everything he needs to be to be an incredible player and to be a, a, basically like a force of nature on the court. So, 
Todd's whole thing is basically like, and, and again, I'm still just kind of trying to understand it is your people who achieve peak performance, they achieve it in an alter ego state, which is pretty fascinating. He basically says that mindset kind of elevation, you know, and getting to that higher level of, of your mindset is it happens in developing a new self. So basically he's very interested in self states. He, he, he kind of uh, halfway quoted some psychology here and there, some research here and there. Um, probably not knowing there was at least a few psychologists in the room and, um, uh, and, and I think he's probably on to something, you know. Um, he, he also said that basically within, you know, our, our kind of self states, so you kind of develop an alter ego. And actually, you can have fun with it. You can have fun with that alter ego that you're kind of creating. And I think there's some validity there for therapists as well, because the self state that you need to be in to help people as a therapist is so unique, right? You need to be soft. You ha- you need to be open. You need to be non-confrontational or confrontational, depending on what kind of therapist you are. You need to be disarming, at least, right, to get people to open up. Many of us are that way naturally, but I guarantee there's a bit of a self that you call upon when you're doing therapy. There's a different self you call upon when you're doing your taxes. How about that self? Or when you're you know planning your business or making business decisions, etc., and for many of us, we go into a very scared kind of small self-state, right? Or almost sometimes a child self-state. And so I think to Todd's point, you know, to achieve peak performance, we need to develop uh, a new self and a self that can kind of handle things, right? It's kind of like, um, yeah, developing a, an alter ego that can kind of step in and bear the brunt of things. Um, things we've never done before, big challenges, you know, confrontation, whatever it is, that through that self-state, it's a, um, it's, it's a healthy kind of switch. He uh, showed this uh, a pretty cute little illustration of his daughter who was like eight years old, and she was really doubtful about being able to run this race um, without these other kids. And so what Todd did is he asked her about her favorite like cartoon character, and I forget who it was. It was like, I don't know, something Paul's some of you guys with maybe kids around that age know it's like mighty paws or something. I don't know. You're probably correcting me if you know what this is, but I think it's like a show about cartoon dogs. And she's like, well, uh, you know, so-and-so is my favorite, uh, is my favorite character. And so he got her like a headband that had the dog on it. It was like, listen, whenever you put on this headband, you're going to become that, that dog. And sure enough, she ran the race. She won it. She even beat all the boys and was super proud and had her little headband on. And he showed us a video of him asking her. He said, well, how did the race go? And she said, great. And he said, well, what happened? I won. Wow. How did you do that? I did it because of the headband. I did it because, uh, you know, I became that character. I became that little, that quick little dog or whatever it was. It was really cute. Right. And in this, in this little illustration, you know, she did that in order to kind of deal with her fear, kind of call upon the alter ego, so to speak, to help deal with some of her fear around running the race. So it's pretty neat, right? So the other thing, and the last thing I'll say about Todd is he basically said, you need to create what's called a totem to trigger the alter ego. So a totem would be like that headband, right? Or a bracelet or, you know, a lab coat that triggers your kind of doctor <laughs> ego state if you're a, a medical doctor or something like that. And I think that's really true, right? I think if you if and when you put on your work clothes or your, let's say your therapist sweater, you have a fuzzy, you know, Mr. Rogers therapist sweater, you're going to start to feel like a therapist. 
if you put on a basketball jersey, you're going to feel a little bit more like a basketball player than a therapist. So I think it's something neat to think about, both in terms of how you prepare yourself for work and how you transition from work back into home life or, you know, mom or dad life or whatever it is. Think about, um, even if you don't get real into this ego state kind of stuff, think about at least having a totem or a um, kind of a trigger that triggers your transition with yourselves and your responsibilities, basically, um, in the course of a given day. I, I really recommend that, and I've played around with things like that myself, and I think they do make a difference in allowing us to make an unconscious, uh, unconscious uh, shift, okay? So that's Todd Herman. You could check him out. I haven't read his book again. Just saw him speak for an hour, and that's it. So that's Todd Herman from The Alter Ego Effect. Um, two more. One, a guy named Lou, and I'm forgetting his last name, so pardon me. I have to Google it. Lou, what is his name? Walt Disney World. Basically, it's this dude. Okay, Lou Mongello. M-O-N-G-E-L-L-O. Probably Italian. Uh, Lou Mangello, basically <laughs> he is a former lawyer and then he created a podcast a long time ago called WDW Radio, Walt Disney World Radio. And good grief, this guy has built an empire out of this podcast. You can go to wdwradio.com to see. Basically, he turned his love of Disney into a podcast and into a big business. To give you some idea of scale, his podcast is so big and everything he does is so big that he, with his audience on his podcast, he booked a cruise ship of 500 listeners who paid to go on a cruise with him and do like Disney stuff, like a Disney cruise. And he had a picture of all 500 of them on the beach. Jeez, dude, you know, don't make me feel bad about my <laughs> lack of cruise ships and whatnot, but also you do you. He was incredible, and I actually got to talk to him for a bit. But some key takeaways I'll just share with you. This one's brief. Is um, it's like how did you do it, or what keywords did you use, or blah blah blah. You know what formats your podcast. He didn't he didn't focus on any of those things. He basically focused on the fact that podcast is about community. It's an intimate community with your listener. It's a very long term place. So you shouldn't get into podcasting, you know, to to get rich or even to grow a really big business necessarily but that can happen. But basically it's a very intimate um, medium. It's still growing like crazy. And he said, it's not too late to start a podcast. Some people are like, oh, it's too late. It's too late. I'm sure you're probably thinking about that. You know, if you want to start a therapy podcast or couples therapy podcast or Brene Brown kind of podcast, basically he said, it's not too late. It's not too late whatsoever. People are still creating podcasts like crazy and they're still catching on like crazy. And he said something like, I forget these numbers, but he said, if you have more than like 500 um, uh, downloads per episode or something, you're in like the top 20% of podcasts in the world, which was, which was pretty incredible. And we're in that percentage. Thank goodness. Thanks to you, my friends. So that was really neat. He also talked about care at scale. So he responds to every single email that people send him. And for an audience of his size, that's just incredible. But care at scale. The, the, the challenge is to make every listener who's listening feel like you really do care about them and to express that. And that really got me thinking about you guys, of course, because um, I, I get to talk to, to, to a number of you about your experience, about your practice, about this podcast, etc. And I know there's some diehards out there, so some fans, some diehard fans out there, listeners. And I, I love that. I love you guys. 
and um, God bless you for sticking with me through the ups and downs of this show and the the pivots of this show. It means the world to me. And you know, I think sometimes you just you choose a podcast because you get a lot out of it, but you also like the person, and that that means a lot to me as well. So. Um, with that being said, you know, you guys can and should email me anytime. I'd like to, I'd love to hear more from you. How are you doing? What's your favorite episode? What's your least favorite episode? Be nice, you know, go easy on me. I'd just like to hear more about you and your life. I'd like to hear you. If you want to be on this show, let me know that as well. But I just always want you guys to know you, you should reach out to me. Uh, email is john at privatepracticeworkshop.com. You can also find me on Facebook. It's uh, John Clark LPC, if you haven't already love for you to add me there. Um, so there you go. That's Lou Mangello, really, really neat speaker and a nice guy. I got to talk to him for a while afterward. Last but not least, our friend Hal Elrod, or as, as people call him, uh, our, my pal Hal, or no, yo pal Hal. Don't know why, but that's what, uh, that's what people call him. He wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. And in fact, we just read this in, in our mastermind group, um, in my group that I run for therapists like you. We just read it a couple months back as part of our monthly books that we send out. Uh, it's called The Miracle Morning. It's basically this. It's basically um, if you win the morning, you win the day. And our success starts in the morning. And if we let the day get ahead of us and we don't start it with intention and with ritual and things like um, uh, positive affirmations, meditation, light exercise, um, plenty of water, visualization, etc. If we don't start with things like that, then the day is just going to uh, follow suit and be random and chaotic. If you start your day randomly and chaotically, or if you um, hit the snooze button five times every morning and lament getting out of bed, he, he says that you're lamenting life and you're delaying and avoiding life if you're avoiding getting out of bed when the alarm first goes off. Um, pretty powerful stuff, but he has a really, really wild story of basically dying. He got hit. Um, he got in a bad car accident and died for like seven minutes. Um, and so that's a big part of his story and kind of getting his life back literally and then getting it back from depression and becoming a, you know, best-selling author. So really incredible stuff. He talked about how to write a bestseller. And one of the big takeaways was you need to create a bestseller that changes people's daily habits, right? Because if you, let's say you write a book about like, um, I don't know how to like, uh, just, you know, do an audit of your finances. It's a bad example, but something that's a one-off, right? It's like, okay, I read the book. I did the thing. Now what? Versus, you know, read this book and buy by reading this book, you're going to learn to implement a new habit that you'll do every day for the rest of your life or something like that. Um, that that's a pretty wild way of you know thinking about how to write a bestseller, but it's also not a bad idea. Maybe if you, but maybe if you're writing a book about, you know, for therapists, you might think about offering a suggestion for a change that they could make or something they could do in every single therapy session, right? And his idea is you create kind of a movement around it and you create basically community around your idea and around your book. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, he also talked about, um, he was a really earnest and heartfelt guy. And at the end, he basically just said, you know, do everything in love basically and make each day count. Um, basically, you owe it to yourself to start the day off right. And by doing so, you're going to have a more rich and full and successful life. And who doesn't want that, right? So he was, uh, it, it was just a really wonderful um, time. His was probably the best um, uh, speaking part of all of them, I would say. 
Um, so there you have it. I mean, that's, you know, it's in 20 minutes, that's what were my kind of key takeaways. Um, spending some time with Chris Ducker himself was wonderful. He's been on this show. Um, he wrote a book called Rise of the Youpreneur a while back. Um, I highly, highly recommend that book. We will put a, uh, a link to it in the show notes, Rise of the Youpreneur. It's basically about building, um, uh, building an online ecosystem that you can then take and build products, services, offerings, courses, membership sites, etc., to serve your beloved audience. So it's it's in effect the model that I followed, right? Taking something you're passionate about and teaching people about it through your online community. That's effectively how this business works. So it's the closest thing I would say to a uh, to like a step-by-step model for an online business. So if you have any interest whatsoever, I would recommend grabbing that, uh, that book. So, um, so there you have it, folks. Like I said at the beginning of the show, your next step is to register for our free webinar on how to create and launch an online course. Even if you don't have uh, an audience or even if you don't know your course idea yet or even if you don't know how you'd market it, it doesn't matter. You could be making hundreds or even thousands of dollars of extra income largely passive income once you got this thing up and running uh, every single month. So again, how could that change your life, the life of your family, your freedom, your, your, your retirement date, whenever that may be, if you've thought about such a thing. So I, be, I believe in online courses. I, I actually would urge you, I think it's almost a, um, well, I, I just think it's imperative that as therapists in any service-based profession, trading time for money, that we also be thinking about new verticals that don't require us to be uh, uh, sitting in the seat all the time. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I, I just can't stress it enough that we all need to be thinking about this and really kind of being careful around uh, um, uh, this kind of threat to our business, right? Um, so there you have it, folks. Um, I hope this was helpful. Again, register for the webinar. And if you're not going to do that, or even if you are, the next step is also for you um, is also for you to uh, rate, review, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you are listening. Um, that does me a huge favor. That helps me keep this show running, um, and it helps it helps the show get discovered by more people. So at the very least, I need you to take 20 seconds to do that. And then also share your favorite episode with a friend or two uh, who's a therapist. That would just mean the world to me. We got to keep this show running and it's a free show on purpose, but I need your help growing it. I really, really do. So please, please, if you're listening, um, uh, please do that today. All right, folks, there you have it. I hope you have a fantastic week. Take care of yourselves. I'll see you next Wednesday, same time, same place. Take care of yourselves. Keep doing great work out there in the world. And I'll see you real soon. All right now. Bye-bye.